This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. This is Mercy Moment with Household of David. Our vision is to raise men after God's heart. And I want to share something with you this evening. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for this opportunity again to be together to study His Word. So we started last week talking about Believer's Foundation. And I want to read something this evening. I want to read from Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. We read it last week and I want us to read it again. Now the Bible says in Philemon 1 6 that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Last week we spoke about the fact that what you are conscious of is very important. Today, I want to explain from God's word how to walk in so much grace, so much power, in so much of what is already available to you and that you don't find yourself. See, the Bible said that we, he gave the fivefold ministry for, for, for a reason. The Bible says when he ascended on high, Ephesians 4, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men, unto some apostles, unto some prophets, to some evangelists, to some pastors and teachers. There is a reason for it. The Bible says that for the perfecting of the saints, so that saints will do the work of the ministry. Wow. It's good to, let's read, before we go to Philemon, it's good to pay attention to this because, men and brethren, lockdown will be over very soon. I don't know how soon, but one thing is certain. When others are saying, oh, the world is upside down, this and this, this is an opportunity for saints to rebuild and get ready to fulfill God's purpose for their lives. But there are certain understandings that we must have. There is a position we must stand in. There is a, uh, an understanding that we must have as saints. So let's read something. Hallelujah. I want to read again that Ephesians 4. We start from verse 10. He that descended is the same that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles. Please pay attention there. He gave some apostles. Verse 10, verse 11. And some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come into the unity of faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man or a full grown man. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children. That's one of the reasons for the fivefold ministry. And you will understand why I'm, I'm going this way in a while. That we no longer be children. As long as majority of the people in the body of Christ operate as children, the body cannot fulfill its mandate on earth. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is not only for guys on pulpit. Oh, 
When we realize this, there is a way we will stand. And I want to talk about that in a while. So, the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints so that saints can do the work of the ministry. Why? The work is everywhere. The work is everywhere. And except saints are trained and taught to understand that they have an assignment to play out there, they will not be able to walk in God's purpose for their lives. So Philemon says, the communication of your faith, and every day where you stay, where you walk, your faith is being communicated weakly or powerfully. Mm. When Philip went down to Samaria and he healed them, the Bible said the whole city turned to God. When Jonah came from out of the belly of the fish, they were shocked. When Moses threw down his rod and it became serpent, even under the old covenants. When Peter went to Ananias' house and Peter prayed and he said, Ananias, Jesus Christ has made the old and the guy became well. Acts chapter 9. The Bible said the old city, when he went to pray for Dorcas, Tabitha, and she woke up, she died, and Peter raised her back, brought her back to life. The Bible says everybody in that region turned, everybody. What about the one that the illustration I love most is the story of Apostle Paul? They came out of shipwreck. You see, people who don't know Jesus are watching you. And from time to time, our faith communicates something. What some believers, what they, what they communicate is the fact that all of us are the same. Because we'll behave and act and do things like every other person. When they came out of the shipwreck, the Bible says, I think that's Acts 27, you know, or 27, 28, they gathered sticks. I just, and, and you know, a snake came out of the stick and wrapped itself around Paul's Paul's hand. If you read very well, actually Paul was beaten by the by, by, by the snake. And the Bible said Paul shook it to the fire. And the guys on the island were watching. Just like people watch us every day. The Bible said they thought that Paul should fall down and die suddenly. In fact, they said this man must be a murderer. That even though he just survived the shipwreck, vengeance will not let him live. These same people, the Bible says when they watched Paul for a while and nothing happened to him, they changed their mind and they said he was a god. That means, and in no time, revival started in that village because Paul's faith communicated something. When they were all down in the ship, oh, Paul woke up one night and he said to everybody, there's not going to be a shipwreck. That's Acts 27. He said, for there stood by me the angel of the Lord tonight. He brought a word of hope and encouragement to others. You know, I have seen believers who talk, oh God, and we are going to see why people do all these things. They talk like others. They are as afraid as every other person. Oh, COVID will come to all of us. <laughs> all kinds of, any small thing. They are afraid of the future. Afraid of tomorrow. Afraid. Even they start suspecting their family members, their spouses. Out of fear. God hasn't called you to live that way. Paul stood up. And when he finished talking, the Bible said they had abstained from food for, for many days. Paul took bread and he began to eat and everybody took courage and started eating. If you read the story very well, in no time, Paul became the one in charge of the sheep. 
There was a time the soldiers wanted to jump inside the water and Paul said to the captain, if they jump, nobody will survive. And the captain said, guys, come back. He was a prisoner. Oh, sh- Like Joseph was a prisoner. You see, <laughs> hallelujah. It does not matter where you are in life. A child of God is never defined by where you are. You are defined by Jesus Christ and his words. By the precious blood paid for you. Precious price paid in the blood of his son. Hallelujah. You see, you go through things, but you never define yourself by those things. If I am going, sometimes, you know, when, you are, when we are going to America, we stop by, depending on the kind of airline you take. If you take Qatar, they stop by Qatar. You take uh, Virgin, they take you to UK first. Stopping by in a place does not make you an inhabitant of that place. So, going to America, if you take Egypt here, they will pass through Cairo airport. Now, stopping by in Cairo does not make you an Egyptian. Oh, God. That's a word for somebody. So, you, you don't become depressed and start looking down. Because momentarily, there's a situation in your life. That situation cannot define you. You've already been defined by the Father. Hallelujah. I believe very strongly. God chose that Jesus. You know, with God, all things are possible. Have you ever asked this question before? Why didn't God command one hotel, one house, one family to house Jesus when Mary was pregnant of him? They had no place until they got. They had to stay in a manger. They had to stay in a manger. I believe that God is making a statement to the whole world. He allowed the king of kings to be born in the most amen of all places. Why? He did that for a reason. To prove to any man that your point of entry into this world does not matter. What matters is what is inside you. Being conscious of it. And we're going to look at how again tonight. Is somebody with me? This is very important. Deliberately, God said that, okay, this is the king of kings coming into the world. Let's make him come through the most, I mean, under it, the, 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 the basis of all. And Jesus came through manger. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with your parents and where you've been born. It will only matter when you give it attention and you make an excuse out of it. Oh, glory to God. It's not about what is happening. It's about what is in us. What is in us will later change what is happening on the outside. Brethren, it is true. You've read stories of people who rose from obscurity to limelights. So we cannot stand with excuses. I was raised by a single mother, I was raised by a single father, this one, I'll tell Oh, yes, very painful. But that does not. So you understand? Hallelujah. So he allowed Jesus just to prove to anybody that you can rise from anywhere. Listen to me. You were not born in America. No problem about that. You tried to travel, you could not even make it. Sometimes, the doors that people think the enemy is closing against them, is not the enemy. Hallelujah. If you are pregnant 
and all hotels are shut against you and you have to use a manger, it's because there is Jesus Christ in your belly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes we should rejoice for doors that don't appear to be opening because sincerely you don't need them. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you following me? This is very important. So, let's look at it again. So, the communication of your faith. What makes the communication of your faith very effectual? The answer is there. By acknowledging. By paying attention to every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Oh, this has to happen to all Christians. Let's read Revelation chapter 5. I want to show you something. You see, life begins to make a serious meaning. When we begin to see it from God's perspective, one of the greatest things that can happen to you watching me is to begin to see yourself from God's perspective and see your world from God's perspective. Oh, brother, sister, you know, put springs on. I mean, it will, it will open you up to a, a new world, an entirely new world. To see, and we will talk about how do I see this. And we look at Abraham as an example. To begin to see yourself. Look at this, Revelation chapter 1, verse 4. This is strong. This is Jesus talking to John. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you, and peace from which is, and which was, and which is to come. See, that name alone gives us confidence in our God. The one that is, the one that was, and the one that is to come. God lives in those three dimensions at the same time. It is the one that is, the one that was, hi, so our past is dealt with. In him, we have a future. Hallelujah. Now look at this. So verse 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of this earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. We have been washed. Now verse, verse 6. And has made us kings and priests unto our God. Ooh. Can you imagine? So when God looks at that Christian that is just trekking on the road, what God says is a king and a priest. You are watching me. Are you aware that you are a king and a priest? Everybody in the world might not see it. But let God be true and let all other people, every other person be a liar. The Bible says you are a king. You see, this mentality, it will guide our choices in life. It will guide our choices in life. We are from a kingdom. This is why we cannot collect bribe or give it. A king and a priest. You are a priest. You are a priest. This understanding alone sets you free from demonic activities. Revelation chapter 5. This statement is repeated again. So Jesus took the scroll and he opened it. And verse 10 says, Let's read verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take this book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, every tongue, people, and nation. 
and you have made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on earth. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Of course, this talk, talks about, it's a two-way thing. We are reigning on earth right now because we make decrees and heaven will back it. We shall also reign on earth when we shall come with the master again for a thousand-year rule on earth. Kings and priests, it's, it's, it's their revelation two times. Can we be conscious of this? Let me show you how this... Remember, Genesis chapter 15. Remember that the Bible says the weapons of our warfare. That is 7 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. So they pull in down strongholds, casting their imagination. And the Bible talks about everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is his words. See, people think the greatest bondage are those funny, long, demonic names. The greatest deliverance is when a man is free from inside. The Bible says when the Son of God sets you free, you are free indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The greatest freedom comes by revelation, comes by understanding of the truth. And it says, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. So this is the truth. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Truth. It shall make you a free man. So, the Bible said the greatest bondage are in form of imagination and knowledge. Knowledge. Things we have learned. Things we have been told. But they oppose the knowledge of Jesus Christ. They are the things that the weapons of our warfare are to cast down. And one of the weapons we shall look at tonight. Imaginations. We have so many things. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, nowadays some believers even want to make sense and talk like the people of the world. There are many things about Christianity they will never make sense. Virgin bad does not make sense. It's by revelation. It will not appeal to senses. Praying in tongues does not make sense. And we don't need to make it make sense. Are you following me? This is very important. So, <laughs> hallelujah. So that's what we do with the weapons. Casting the imagination, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And there are so many of those things inside that we have to deal with. Okay. Genesis chapter 15. This is between Abraham and God. Verse 1. And this, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said to God, What wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is Eliza of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, underline that word if your Bible is yours. This is Abraham talking to God. He's asking God to look from his own perspective. He said, Behold, to me you have given no seed. The one born in my house is my servant. <laughs> Verse 4. Behold, the word Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thy here, but the one that shall come out of thee. King James said that, See, you have given me no child. 
Verse 5, and he brought him abroad and he said, look. Abraham said to God, look, look at me. You've given me no child. And God told Abraham that, no, I don't see from man's perspective. You come out and look. Hey. Hallelujah. God said to Abraham, Abraham said, you, you have given me no child. He was talking about one. God said, come out. Come out of yourself. Look. I'll give you children as stars of heaven. And the Bible says, and he believed God and he counted it for righteousness. Two pictures here. God told Abraham, keep your picture. The Almighty God does not look through what you, how, you, how you see things. You come and see things the way I see. You want a child? I see a father of nations. It's amazing all through the Bible how God, you know, Gideon was the last born and he was hiding. And he was hiding. And an angel stood and he said, Oh, mighty man of valor, how are you doing? <laughs> Gideon looked left and right. And, Sorry, who is this guy talking about? Mighty man of valor. And he gave the angel his CV. He said, you see, in case something is wrong, in case you don't, you don't know what you are saying, let me, let me educate you a little. Say, my tribe. He was from the tribe of Manasseh. The smallest, oh, from Manasseh, the smallest tribe. Say, my tribe is the smallest tribe. <laughs> he said, my father's house is the smallest household in my tribe. My family is the smallest family in the household. He said, now my father is the last now, for my father, I am the last born. So, I don't understand what you are talking about, angel. And angel said, go in this thy might. You see, revelation does not hide to you. Revelation reveals to you what is already in you. Mm. That's why the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, we all with open faces beholding the face of God as in a mirror. When you look at a mirror, what do you see? You see yourself. But in this sense, you are not seeing your physical body. You are seeing a complete work of God that is inside your spirit. And the mirror is the word of God. So the word is not actually, in that sense, putting things in you. The word is actually washing what is covering what is already put inside you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That was the day Abraham's paradigm shifted. That was the day his... his God adjusted his perspective. Oh God. He said father of nations. But Abraham saw a childless Abraham. This is what, what I was saying before. Consciousness. Now from that moment that God spoke to Abraham, he had a choice. To be conscious of the fact that the environment says, oh, Abraham, you don't have a son. Or to be conscious of the picture given to him by God as a father of many nations. Let me say this straight away. This is a word of knowledge for somebody. Any vision, any dream given to you by God, if you cannot announce it openly, you might not partake of it. Did you get that? Yeah. Jesus never did anything without saying it. Destroy this temple, I will build it in three days. David said exactly what he would do to Goliath. When he had the dream of killing him, he began to say it and he was asking people, what shall be given? There is a place where you keep your visions from some people who might want to destroy it. But this, this principle demands that whatever is revealed to you by God, you have to say it. 
It is established physically or not, as you say it. Glory to God. So, that was what happened to Abraham. You see. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hope I get there to talk about functions of the anointing, some of the functions. But you have to understand this. These are in Acts chapter 26. Apostle Paul spoke in verse 19 about the heavenly vision. When he was talking to Agrippa, he said, Oh, Agrippa, the day God appeared to him in Acts chapter 9 and told him his assignments. See, every believer, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You have an assignment. Ephesians 2 says, We are, verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for the work that God has ordained that we should walk in. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He said to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, Before I formed thee, I knew thee. Only God can do this. He said, Why you were your mother's womb? Before you were your mother, I already ordained you to be a prophet. You see, those two scriptures where it's workmanship, and then what he said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1. That the man said, The one Lord came to Jeremiah, said, Jeremiah, before I formed thee, I knew thee. Before I made thee your mother's belly, I called thee to be a prophet unto nations. You know what that tells us? Oh, God has never created anybody that he has not created a purpose for. That's why Acts chapter 15 verse 18 says, Known unto God are all his works before the foundation of the earth. So what God does is that he creates a role. Oh, I'm going to talk about assignment very soon. He creates a role. And after creating the role, he creates a man to fit the role. One of the roots of frustration in life, of criticism, anger, fighting, many people don't know the role they are called to play. I have never seen anybody who wins a race monitoring other people who are running. You are running 100 meters, you are looking back, checking who is behind me here. Okay, one, two, three. One, two, three are behind me. You focus on your track. Hallelujah. So, it creates role. So, everybody watching me, there is a role created before it sent you. It brought you here to fill that role. You know, you know, there's when we talk about assignments and roles, it can be something open, something known, but it can also be something secret, something not openly known. For instance, everybody knows the popular sportsmen, the great footballers and boxers, but people don't know the names of their coaches. <laughs> Hallelujah. The great apostle Paul was raised. Somebody put his hand on his head to, re, to re, receive the Holy Ghost by the name Ananias. Ananias never wrote any part of the Bible. But when we get to heaven, now that is to say to somebody, it, it's not, it does, you, you don't have to play the front row. Sometimes, this is where fights and all those things, they come from. If you want to always be visible, Christ might not use you for his own purpose. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible talks about parts of the body. And that the parts that are not presentable openly are the parts that we bestow. Oh God, you, you cannot see your heart. When you start seeing your heart, you have a problem already. You can't see your heart. But look at the role your heart is playing. 
You can't see your brain. I cannot see your brain, but I can see the effect of your brain. We can't see your liver. These are, so if somebody eats your hand, even if somebody shoots someone's leg, they can still remove the bullets. But God forbid that something happens to the liver. So if we throw an arrow against a man's heart, there's still hope for the man, but not against the man's liver or hearts. Then that is, that is terrible. It shows that at times, some people, like as I'm speaking now, there are people behind the camera. Everybody's watching me. But I am not more important than those who are operating me on the scene. When we get to heaven, we are going to receive. This is why a child of God should not find it difficult to fulfill any role. It, it's not about open show. In all the great crusades that you see, Jesus Christ will honor those who set the stage. Those who came to arrange the chairs. Those who put the banner outside. Those who were standing outside ushering people in. But people will see the evangel. People saw the, the last area of said They saw the evangelists. But then they did not see other people who labored. Paul had some of them and he was greeting at a point. He mentioned Ephraim but Ephraim And he said the guy, he did so much work that he fell sick and he nearly died. And the guy did not write one chapter in the Bible. But everyone knows. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I talk about Rose and Simon, and Simon it's turning me. So we'll talk about this one day, one day. People like Uriah the Hittites. A faithful soldier. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. David told him to go. He refused. They made him drunk. In his drunken state, he still didn't go home. And then David ordered that he should be killed. Uriah took his own execution letter to the battlefront. What a soldier. On that day when we stand before God, popular people might not receive the greatest of the why. It's part of believers' foundation to understand that we must be willing to play any role that the master gives us to play. I think I should say this here. When I got born again in secondary school, I used to be very shy of preaching. And I would follow my friends. And when they were preaching in the class, my friend was, of course, I would just escort them. They would stand before the class to preach. I would go and sit down. And as I was preaching, when SS, SS2, SS1, preaching GSD, SS2, I don't know. can't remember very well. And I remember the girl. She's now born again also. My friend was preaching and she got up and said, well, you are a sinner, but that does not mean she come out to her class and be preaching. Please leave her class. And my friend didn't know what to say. And I, I just felt the spirit of God upon me. I got up and I began to speak. And I said to that girl, well, others, you are about 45 in this class. Others are not complete. Your right can't be more than that of the remaining 44. If you don't want to hear, you can go out. But you cannot say we should not talk to 44 people because one person doesn't want to hear. And there was a revival in that class that day. That was how the boldness to pray jumped on me. It was not pre-planned. Hallelujah. That was scripture, you know, fellowship. And they showed after they were to choose the president of fellowship, and I was chosen against my... I mean, thank God for friends who helped me. They would teach me the word. They helped me so much. I never thought I would be called to do anything. If somebody with me and as uh, assignments but it's, it's interesting it's just good to know 
that you are not here. But it does not matter the point of entry. The most important thing is that you wouldn't come here if God did not, if God didn't design a role ahead of you. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Nobody is here accidentally. The circumstances around the bath might be funny. But nobody. Is somebody hearing me? You know, I just realized one that God could have actually made Jesus not to be born of any woman. Understand what I'm saying. You are his workmanship. Created in Christ. So how does this work? To be conscious of the fact that I'm a king, I'm a priest. To be conscious of the fact that I am here for a purpose. You know that believers listen to, and you see, oh God. It might be an open like I said. See, it might also be assignments don't manifest at the same time. Some will know from birth, like Samuel, their purpose. It was eight when he was called. Some other children like John, they did not be standing in this world, their standing was already foretold. Some of them like that. But not everybody with and one assignment is not less important than another. All things work together for good. Like I said, some are louder than or they appear louder to human beings, but none is more important than the other. All the great people you hear of today, somebody, one day I was listening to Miles Moreau, and he mentioned when he was very young, he had like asthma, and he would choke and he would almost die. And the mother was busy with many things. It was the sister, the firstborn, who would carry him, put a plant in his nose. And she did that for a long time until the boy grew. And as she was preaching, he pointed to the sister that that's the same sister here. She is now the, she was at that time, she was now the head of administration of their church. And he said something. When she was carrying me as a small boy, little did she know that she was carrying somebody who would later become her boss. She didn't know that she was carrying a younger brother, not just a brother, but somebody who in the future will be blessing nations of the earth. Somebody that the prime minister of their country will give all the awards available in the country. This boy choked. You see, God used the sister to stop that boy from dying. When we talk about the power of God, what people think alone is the anointing in a tangible form. God works in many ways. Soldiers surrounded Elijah. He told them that this is not the place. Go another way. But that wasn't how it happened with Jesus. When baby Jesus was born, the parents carried him and fled. They went to another country. The angel did not protect him by saying, the error come, I will slide. After all, one angel killed 185,000 people, soldiers of, of uh, the king of Assyria, Sennacheru. One angel did that in Isaiah 36, 37. Killed 185,000. So one over Jesus could have wasted error than his men, but God did not choose that part that time to Egypt. So, God's plan of protection at times somebody might just help you, somebody might carry you for a while. It's part of the plan. So, look at that sister now. Even she has fulfilled her purpose. That was Even though the sister, I don't think she's written any book. So when this is no, there's no envy in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. 
There's no envy in the kingdom. Some people, their role is to make two people mix. Hallelujah. You know, Barnabas mentored Paul for a while. I went to pick him when he heard about him. But Paul went ahead to become exceedingly great. Before men, we will applaud the popular ones. We will applaud the pastor that is on pulpits. Oh, the church is wonderful. That pastor preaches well, blah, blah. But in heaven, oh, silent generals will be rewarded. Those who wake up to pray for the service on Sunday and they are not known. They are not even in prayer departments. Thank God for prayer. We have a very wonderful prayer department and I celebrate that. They do a lot. They do. I mean, they are wonderful. I love them so much. They are the best. They are the, they are the best, best prayer department in the world. If I in the universe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for them. But I'm saying, they can be individuals. Those who come around to claim assignments because when God gives you a responsibility, he sends people to hold your hand with you. Those people might not have a vision outside that. Others will look at them and see what I But that is the plan. Jesus had 12 men with him. This is very important. Most of the things that Paul did, they were written by Luke. Luke was the daughter that was following Paul around. Luke wrote out of Apostle. If you are in there for the first time, you know, many people know that, but some more people, some people don't know. Hallelujah. This is very important. So, <laughs> how do I become conscious of this? I want to talk about one ancient truth, which remains true forever. And I want to close with that. Everybody, pray in tongues like never before. This world is very dark. Once you leave yourself, your soul, your body, your past, once you leave yourself open, you know, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Since the earth is operating under a curse, everything, everything dwindles down by itself. Leave a building alone. Just move out of a building for two years. When you come back, as a matter of fact, building will start falling when nobody's staying inside there for too long. Leave a table for three, four days. You have to clean it. Leave your ground open. Weed will grow. Weed needs no <laughs> encouragement to grow. Other things, you have to plant them cautiously. Weed will grow. It will just grow. There are signs of the, what is going on spiritually on earth. Live your life also without regularly speaking the word of God and praying. The enemy will come and sow things. Other pictures will come in except to fill your heart with the picture of God's word. This is why God devised this means of praying in tongues. You can pray in tongues while ironing. You can pray in tongues while cooking. Oh, Lamokosi has delay. Blessed be the name of the Lord for this precious gift. So you understand the secret of Paul's mystery. The Bible says Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I speak in tongues more than you all. He said, thank God I speak in tongues. Do you think it's by mistake that the one that spoke in tongues most also wrote the greater part of the New Testament gospel? There must be something in it. It's a gift. As you pray in tongues, you are more conscious of the things of the spirits than the things of this world. Yes. You are more conscious of your true identity 
Likrosa handebra ishto. I am a king. No, I can't go that way. You are in the office. Reskelema hasto lobosh. You just want to say, respond like Abraham. Sorry, this money can't make me rich. I'm already, I'm already rich. I'm a king. So I can't turn down any dirty offer. Oh, glory to God. You look at your pussy sets in a strange way. No, the love of God has been shared abroad in my heart. This pussy, so I can't take advantage of her. No. Consciousness of who you are. I walk in the lights. There's no darkness in me. No occasion for stumbling. Oh, somebody's promoted ahead of you. I cannot envy. Because I already occupied the highest position. I'm seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. There's no promotion of man that supersedes that. There's no promotion of man that matches that. So I cannot. Glory to God. And the more you say this, the more you are lying. And then your eyes are open to begin to understand the role that he has called you to play. Let me read the scripture and then we close. Exodus 31. This is the last scripture I want to read today. Exodus 31. This is very powerful. I was very, I was much more younger than this when I first saw it. I was secondary school. And the Lord said to Moses, saying, See, I am called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of all of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all workmanship to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass, to in cutting stones, to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. Next verse. And I behold, and behold, I have given with him Aholiab, the son of, and then I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. He said, The Spirit is upon him. This is powerful. I have filled with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding. The anointing is not only for healing the sick. Lockdown is coming to an end. Sooner or later, we don't know it will come to an end. When you are conscious of the things of the Spirit and you pray, it will come and manifest even in the physical work that you do. There is a wisdom for medicine. There's a wisdom for marketing. There's an anointing for doing video editing. There's an anointing for recording. God wanted somebody to do to be extremely, extraordinarily skillful in cutting stones, setting stones. Oh, Makalish. The anointing can come upon a photographer to begin to take pictures in a way that people will recognize that this is not ordinary. Are you a filmmaker? You see, because we people haven't been taught this way. Some have, some, so a few pastors have taught it here and there. But people haven't taught largely enough. This is why believers come to church and on Monday, they don't live as Christians. They believe we are Christians in church. No! You are a minister in film industry and you need as much anointing as a pastor. 
your anointing might not be to be teaching regularly, even though every Christian ought to be able to teach. At least you can teach people that work with you, share the word of God with them. It's expected. But there can be an anointing upon you for administration, for photography. And you know what? If you catch what I'm saying right now, when the lockdown is completely over, you will fly. The world will need people to start resetting. But remember, the Bible says, when the Spirit of God shall come upon you, it will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit can reveal to you how market will be like when this is all over. See, God does all this. And why it does not happen for many people is that we are too conscious of ourselves. In the sense of what I've said, that we are not conscious of the things of the Spirit. Also, we are not conscious of His divine assignment because assignments does not only benefit you, it benefits people around you. If your dream is to build a skyscraper for yourself and live on the topmost floor, God is not in that dream. That's not really, that's just a, a normal dream. The dream that comes from God will always be a blessing to people. That's the way it is. You see, let me, let me, let me close with this. Eh? People talk about money. Listen, you will be as wealthy in the kingdom of God, I'm not talking about outside the kingdom, in the kingdom of God, you'll be as wealthy as you are conscious of your assignments. Because God gives to your assignments, not to your personal leading. That's, it takes care of a personal lead by faith, but it makes provision based on the assignments and the role. If a pastor is sent to a village to preach, there are some gadgets they don't need there. God will take care of what he needs to reach out to the people in that village. It will be different from somewhere that is in a city that is a cosmopolitan city. We have to be conscious of this. We don't choose assignments. It does. But as you, your understanding grows of the assignment and as you yield to God in fulfilling your role, more resources, more things are entrusted into your hands. Based on how much understanding you are, how much you have yielded to the assignment and how you have used what was previously given to you. Is someone blessed this evening? Let's stop here for tonight. I call you blessed. The grace of God is upon you. I pray that your eyes of understanding be enlightened. That the Lord will show you His plans for your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you be filled with the knowledge of His will. In all wisdom, in all spiritual understanding. That you may approve things that are excellent. And be sincere without offense in the day of Christ. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you be filled with the fruit of righteousness. That you be fruitful in all that you do. Nations will clap their hands before you. Trees will sing before you. The Lord will order your steps. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.